Uh, I, I guess we can start. I think this is uh, this was enough of an intro. Me telling you, <laughs> me telling you that I just woke up, and you're probably drunk anyway. So you know, I think exactly. that works out. <laughs> I guess. Yeah, I want. I want. I'm keen to maintain the uh, the air of mystery about myself. How can he? How can he drink and be on so many podcasts? So yeah, we'll we'll go with that. Yeah, but you're a nausea. I think that kind of comes with the territory. Mm-hmm. I was, I, 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 like I told you, I was in Britain last week, and uh, there's a lot of Fosters commercials on British TV, which is weird. Fosters is the is the the the, the biggest lie. What's that phrase? The um, the the biggest lie the devil ever told was convincing us he didn't, didn't doesn't exist. Well, with Fosters, it's convincing people that anyone drinks Fosters in Australia. Right. Okay. It's it's like a it's a joke drink. Thank you, because it's not a very good <laughs> beer. It's really. It's, <laughs> I'm one of those beer snobs, basically. Yeah, I really I'm really into beer. Controversially, I actually am not a big uh, beer drinker myself. I'm more into the the sweeter things, the spirits and the like. Ah, okay. I'm 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 a really big beer guy, basically. I can't really the spirits I do, but usually homemade stuff uh, from around here, which is basically you know uh, medical alcohol <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> stuff that's way too potent. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just stuff that like got got left in the war in someone's basement and is <laughs> turned into alcohol and then is dug up and sold. Yeah, basically, yeah, in weird bottles that have nothing to do with the actual drink. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's usually the way, that's a good sign usually, you know, where it's just like a bottle from, I don't know, some drink that was, dis- that was discontinued like 20 years ago <laughs> and, <laughs> and like a plastic cap on it. That's the best yeah. stuff. <laughs> some faded warning. Yeah. Label. Yeah. Or just no label, which is even better. Yeah. And just like, um, you know, the drink is written on in a Sharpie. <laughs> just <laughs> Alcohol, but misspelled. Yeah, yeah. And some weird percentage that makes no sense. <laughs> that's, that's, yeah. Negative seven, that can't be right. Yeah, that's, yeah. But it's the best stuff, usually, the homemade stuff. <laughs> if you can find the right person at the, you know, farmer's market, you're, you're set, basically. But yeah. We're innovators, me and you, aren't they? Yeah, basically. Oh, yeah, oh, you see, you you did the Z pronunciation. That that's a good that's a good thing. Because oh, I was freaking out before realizing, oh, I can't quite recall. And so I quickly loaded up the last few episodes trying to find a place where someone <laughs> said your name. It's like, well, this is this is the wrong way to go about this, Andrew. Yeah, it's it's Anje. Yeah. Oh, see, that was actually okay because the, the Brits can't pronounce it. Just they can't. Uh. Yeah. I I um uh, I spent some time in Glasgow with a friend, and his name is Tadej, which over here is a pretty common name, but it has a J at the end, so everybody over there just call like the, the most they can do is Tadej, which is just Tadej. <laughs> Tadej, yeah, it's like a French weird Hungarian thing, I guess. But yeah, but they they just can't when there's a J involved, it's a J somehow always with you people. And I say that with the whole Commonwealth, I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll take the bullet for this one. Sorry, sorry, everyone. Yeah. Okay, so I guess, okay, I'm going to ask you my first question because we've, we've been talking about alcohol, which is weird. So, okay, which is always the same. <laughs> Who are you and what do you do? <laughs> this is an episode of the Menu Bar. Um who am I? My name is Andrew J. Clark. I am sort of a video person doing editing and motion graphics and that sort of thing. Um, but the thing of more interest is the um, one podcast, soon to be possibly more podcasts that I make, uh, the main one being The Menu Bar. Okay, so we'll go into podcasts later, but the whole video sure. thing, because you sent me the your what, what, – what's that called? The things on Vimeo. That you, that uh, you, I would call those a showreel. Okay, so you, you sent me a showreel, you see. Okay, and I watched them, and the the the, the error one is awesome. I'm gonna put oh, all of those. Yeah, I'm gonna put all of those in uh, the show notes. But so, what made you want to do video? Um, because hmm. you know, it's one of those things. Like video and audio is. It's one of those things where. Not a lot of people just, I don't know, have the guts to go into it or, you know. <laughs> no, I'm being serious because, like, most people think it's all voodoo and stuff, but it's really just video mm. and audio. So I'm just wondering why, you know, you wanted to do, to do that. Yeah, no, I'm, my, my hesitation is I'm just thinking back to my past and trying to remember why I did get into it. Um, so I finished, I finished high school studies, which um, uh, in Australia goes up to year 12. 
Um, and then I took a couple of years off, got a couple of jobs, you know, saved up some money, bought a car and kind of just, just noodled around. I wasn't, I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do, but I've always been a pretty, pretty rambunctious, creative youth. Um, so as a kid, I did a bunch of filmmaking and I was really interested in, you know, Wallace and Gromit, like stop plasticine animation, <laughs> stop go animation. They, they used to call it back in the day. Um, all that retro stuff. Uh, and so I made a bunch of short films over, over, over sort of a year, um, and made a comic book and a few other little kind of, I guess, tests for like, is this something I actually enjoy the process of? Uh, and I enjoyed making the films the most. So I went to university and did three long years of a uh, film studies degree. Oh, so you're actually like a trained video guy. Well, in so much as anyone can be trained in <laughs> video, it's, it's one of those things. It's like if you went to a university to learn how to paint, that wouldn't necessarily make you a great artist. Well, yeah, that, that's true. But, you know, video is a whole different kind of beast because the amount of data is just, you know, it's insane. Mm. Oh, it's so annoying. I hate backing up stuff. Yeah, but you I see these people online who have got you know like they can they can chuck everything they've ever made in a in a you know in a free Dropbox account, two hundred <laughs> megabytes of text files, and here I am with, well, great, yeah, I've got five terabytes of stuff which I need to store in three different places and archive it all away and rah rah rah. It's a it's a nightmare. So, are you a NAS guy or how how do you handle that? Uh, not very well. It's um, <laughs> just a, <laughs> it's just a bunch of uh, naked hard drives, and I've got a couple of docs, and I just. Once I'm finished with the project, I just offload it onto um, – I've got sort of them in paired sets. They're not like raided together or anything. They're mm-hmm. just pairs, which I try and you know keep in unison. Um, th- that's the thing, though, that video people, in my experience, are actually not all that geeky. Like like the people who get into video are sort of – they're not doing it because they love computer science. If they, if they love computer science, they would be programming or, or you know doing something else more sort of – more in that space. So there's a lot of – there's a lot of kind of wizardry <laughs> in the video world and people people who don't really know that much about the deeper technical stuff trying to solve computer issues and deal with backups and everything. Like I've never met a producer who I could actually convince to store like three copies of all the final files. They say, no, we'll just, we'll just have one copy on hard drive and we'll keep the tapes. And I try and tell them that's not enough. You know, John Syracuse has assured me that that's not good enough. And uh, alas, there's just not enough geekery in, in video culture for my for my taste. Well, yeah, but it's also, it's the whole creative arts community, I think, kind of. I think the worst. Yeah. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah, let's just disparage everybody. Let's burn yeah. some bridges now. <laughs> no, uh, the- Fosters, done. <laughs> Australia, done. Uh, no, but the thing is, I think that's where sort of Apple comes in because they make products for those people. You know, mm. I think they're one of those rare companies that actually makes stuff for the, you know, well, the cultural creatives, I guess we can call them that. But you, you, you sort of have to know your way around the computer, but you don't have to have any interest in like computer science. Or is that unfair? Right. Um, I think people who think like that end up getting into strife because if you just use, say, Final Cut Pro 7, not X because that's a whole different thing, but Final Cut 7, and if you don't know any of the – if you never go into the preferences and you don't know what it's actually doing with all of your video media – then you could actually end up in trouble. So I think people get into it not really that interested in the computer side. They want to be writers or directors or, you know, wear berets, be artists. And then they end up sort of getting dragged into the technical side of it, you know, when in the dead of night they're trying to finish off an assignment and, you know, their computer blows up and they've never made a backup of it or, you know, <laughs> didn't, didn't have Final Cut set to, to autosave, that sort of thing. So people get, people get burnt by it and then learn enough to, to, to get by, I think. Well, yeah, but the impulse is different. That's what I was getting at, you know. You just yeah, definitely. Yeah, which is one of the things that I keep get, being amazed by. Like people getting into this sort of stuff and just you know, I I'll sit with somebody that I don't know knows Pro Tools really well, and they just can do magic with Pro Tools. <laughs> but then you just <laughs> you, you you know you sit them down next to into a, like a text editor and make them you know write like three lines of HTML and they just you know they just don't know what the hell's going on, basically. Which <laughs> <laughs> just boggles my mind because every time I try to, you know, do anything with Pro Tools, I just give up after two minutes. And I'm a pretty, you know, decent computer guy. But that thing is just so... But I think it depends on the impulse you come uh, to it with. You know, 
I'm guessing that's. Well, I think the I uh, think the avid tools are they're a special case because they are unintelligible to the uninitiated. But isn't that like I think that's the case with most sort of editing software of any kind, you know? Well, I don't think so. I think Final Cut Pro 10, for all its for all its flaws, is pretty approachable, and it does its default. Well, like its default behavior for how to deal with media makes sense for someone who doesn't know much about it, and the whole UI of it is fairly sensible, I think. Whereas with Avid, there's it's all it's all invisible buttons. It's all <laughs> oh, if I hold my cursor on this this partition of the track, like this top third, it does this when I. But below that, it'll do something different. But the interface doesn't actually tell you that. You sort of have to learn it by trial and error. Um, well, yeah, that, that's, that, why I, I, that's why I use Logic. <laughs> yeah, well, lot, 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 I've I tried Logic, but I keep coming back to Audacity for audio stuff. Basically, really? yeah, I don't know why. I think I'm because that's what I what I learned the whole trade, I guess, on you know. I just started mm. with it, and then it's actually pretty powerful. It's ugly as hell. That is true. It's <laughs> like by far the ugliest app I use. But I, I don't know. It just works for me. I know. I, I and I know there's stuff in Logic and even in Protos that I could have, I could do faster than in Audacity, even in GarageBand. Okay, even if you go basic, <laughs> I could do stuff faster. But like, I'm just so used to doing it in Audacity. I think I'm just faster at it in Audacity. You know what I mean? Mm, sure. Like the, just the, the whole, I just go through the motions somehow with some of the stuff. And I just know if I need to learn a whole new system, I just, I don't, I don't care. <laughs> I just, <laughs> sure. I, I just won't bother. So like, uh, how much of the uh, video stuff sort of translated, like the knowledge you gained there translated into the audio stuff you do now? Um, that's a really interesting question. Um, hmm. So not the tools. Like I, I really did have to learn from scratch how to how to use. I mean, initially I tried using GarageBand. I think I got partway through the first episode of the menu bar and said, "Oh, <laughs> heck to this!" So I can't remember if I'm allowed to swear, but um, <laughs> heck to this, and I'm, I'm just going to go and buy Logic for two hundred dollars, which I did. Um, yeah, it, it is pretty different the way that video tools and audio tools think about clips and want to treat. Uh, sort of the nature of time is very different. Like in video, um, it's all about maintaining time. And so if I say, all right, this shot is going to happen at one minute and 30 seconds, if I start making cuts earlier than that, unless I want you to, don't move that shot. Like it all should be sort of <laughs> kind of uh, locked to the, to, the, to the timeline. Whereas with audio, the default behavior, it seems like for anything in audio, as soon as you get rid of everything, just shuffle it along, just start moving this stuff, which, you know, if you're trying to edit a podcast and you have a few, a few tracks in sync is uh, <laughs> a bit of an issue. I don't know. I've, I have a feeling uh, audio engineers are even more conservative than video engineers when it comes to their, their, their UIs and their, and their, their paradigms. Um, that's just a guess. On my part. No, I think, I think you're right there. Because I know a bunch of them from the radio station and a bunch of really good ones, and it's yeah, they, it's just uh, I don't I don't know because I've seen like video edited a couple of times and that just seems like it takes forever. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know how else to explain that because I have <laughs> I had another guest on my Slovene podcast who's basically like a producer director uh, guy, uh, uh, and he said I don't know it takes him. It's like an insane amount of hours for like a 30 second, you know, uh, mm. run of video. So, um, like, how are you with that whole process? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I'm, I'm seriously like, I don't want to talk about workflows and all of that stuff because that, you know, but like, because <laughs> I think it, it, it takes a, like a certain mind, I guess, to wrap, so you can wrap your head around all of it, you know. Yeah, totally. I mean, the the hell the hell with video is is, is exactly you say just how long it takes. So, say you have an idea for a for a two minute short film, and then we'll talk about the the four minute animation I did, which took four times longer than what I'm about to tell you. But so you've got your two minute short film, you write a couple of page script, you get people to read it. They're reading over the same thing. You're tweaking stuff. You're trying to get you're trying to get understand the plot and the story that you're trying to tell, and and you know figure out the best way to tell it. And then you map it out with your cinematographer and your designer, and you're going over this. You're like doing laps over this story and all these little moments over and over and over. Then eventually you do rehearsals. Then eventually you go and shoot it, and you do these takes over and over. Then you bring it into your 
your editor and you watch all the tapes and then you start roughly putting them together and every time it's just doing these laps, this cycle over these tiny little unique moments that you're trying to sort of, this little world you're trying to fabricate. And then when you finish the edit, it's not over because then you have to go and color grade it so it actually looks like like the real world because when you shoot stuff, it doesn't look... It doesn't look real. It doesn't look. It's it's not stylistic in the way that you know. In the way that it's weird that the, the camera sort of catches the world, captures the world in a in a really sort of honest way, or I guess sort of very very dull sort of way. But then you have to do all of this work to it to to make it actually look like the thing that you shot to begin with. It's like it goes through this this weird process to end up being roughly what you wanted on the day. Um, but yeah, it's, it's just ridiculous how long it takes, and you can spend. Well, I mean, I spent I spent six months doing six hour days and working sixteen hours a day. Geez, a lot of sixes there uh, to do to make Errors Escape that that short animated film you uh, alluded to, and like every frame of that would take hours to render. Yeah, the renderings Ugh. probably. Yeah, I was about to ask about that because that must be yeah. that that. But that's probably gotten better with the computers we have now, or not? No, because you what happens is you you end up filling sort of the available computational time that you have with just more detail. So, all right, well, now we can, we can add more lights to it. You know, we can have more detail, more translucency on the skin. Um, you know, the computers are never fast enough. That, yeah. The computers are only ever just fast enough, I suppose, is the way to put it. Yeah, or if you want to make a cartoon that looked, you know, from the early 90s, it'd be like, in you know, a half a day rendered, probably. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it would look like it was made in the 90s, so, you know. Exactly. Yeah. That's, the, that's the issue. Okay, so the whole video thing, I wanted to ask you, because, like, it's always a weird question, your influences, that's, I, I don't like that question, but, you know, so, that, like, <laughs> we, could you, like, say which films made an impression on you, like, throughout yeah, your sure. life? Like, you know, if you could have to pick three that actually made an impression, you know, on you, which would those be? Uh, those would probably be uh, Toy Story, uh, The Matrix, and Fight Club. <laughs> Seriously, the mate, like the first one, right? We don't yeah, acknowledge yeah. the later. Like, well, I hope uh, you yeah. don't let Zach hear you saying that. But, but yes, the, the actual Matrix. Film. Wait, wait. Well, <laughs> Zach actually likes the, the second and third Matrix films. I'd rather not comment. Oh, that's just okay. Um, <laughs> oh, I just don't know where to begin with that. <laughs> oh, wow. That, okay, I'm, I'm actually shocked by that. You know, <laughs> he Zach's a Zach's a very heady guy. He he likes. He's got a much bigger brain than heart. No, that's, that's a really weird thing to say. <laughs> okay, I'm going to edit that part out. I just tweeted at him. <laughs> no, he's the best. He, know, he knows I love him, so you can leave that in. Oh, yeah. Um, um, but but no. yeah, those, those those three films had the big, the biggest impact, I think, on me. Those are the ones that spring to mind. Um, but also the work of, like, um, uh, particularly all of Tim Burton's early stuff and his animated stuff, like Nightmare Before Christmas was a was – a, so that, that animated – short film errors escape um my whole pitch with that was that um for in terms of the look of it i would tell the animators and the lighters and whatnot that i wanted it to look like um if tim burton made a pixar film ah, that's, okay. the, that's that's the look i was going for uh, with that that actually kind of makes sense now when i think about it <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah okay that, yeah just yeah okay that makes sense but yeah okay so so toy, toy story was the one i guess that uh the whole animation thing or yeah that's what really got me into into films itself and and animation so i did a lot of um uh you know animating little plasticine models and animating um because you know i had a really old camera which i could and oh, this is so ridiculous but um Whereas people like Steven Spielberg grew up with um, eight millimeter cameras, so that they could, you know, just shoot stuff in their backyard, but they could also just shoot like one frame at a time if they if they wanted to. Um, but for me, eight millimeter was not part of my my uh, life. So I had this um, really terrible little. It's basically just a lens. It was just a camera that a black and white camera that you would feed into your VCR into like the inputs and then you hit record on the VCR and it would just start recording whatever the camera could see. What? <laughs> so it's like, it's like, it's like half, it's like a third of a camera basically. <laughs> and then what I would do is I would button on and button off for like one second. So I just get this one second frame, second, second, second frame. 
third, four, five. Uh, and then to actually watch it and get like that, you know, illusion of movement, I would have to hit fast forward. Oh, wow. And then watch it go. And it was like, in retrospect, it's like, oh my God, I, I don't even know why I thought that was an acceptable solution. There'd be no sound or anything. <laughs> so that's how I learned about filmmaking. Oh, wow. That, that stuff like that always reminds me when I, um, when I, I started to play like, basketball a little more seriously and that was uh, that was like 10 years ago or 8 years ago uh, my first coach would would, would have uh, you know would just watch the opponents uh, play on video and he'd still edit the <laughs> tapes with two VCRs at home <laughs> we just blew and that's you know that's in a time where you know I, I guess like Windows XP was out you know you, you could have like at least I don't know uh, Windows Movie Maker. I think that was, but he mm. he was old school. He was an older guy, and he would <laughs> edit like like uh, game footage with two VCRs, and he would know what to do. And that <laughs> that that sounds, yeah, I don't know, like so. It was his audacity. But <laughs> touche. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, but so so what? So, but, but when you fast forward, so you had to time it so that it would actually look like movement or. Cause that just seems, yeah. That just seems. No, you, you can tell the you can you can tell the kids that um, are going to end up <laughs> in therapy or on some sort of um, you know chemical compound because they're the ones that uh, have the energy to do that sort of thing. Yeah, basically. But it, <laughs> like, do you do you have any of those tapes still, or is that all gone? Uh, do I have any of those tapes? Yeah. Oh, I think my parents probably have them. But I mean, the thing is, there is that like, okay, I could digitize them. And then I'd have to like play it in quick time and fast speed to actually <laughs> see anything resembling what I wanted. Oh, that's oh, awesome! God. Yeah. Oh, don't, <laughs> just I I digitized my, my whole like uh, VHS library at some point, and it's it's a lot of work. That's it is. Yeah. You know, is it worth it? Like. Maybe they're better just being tapes. Yeah, but I have a bunch of you know family Christmases and all of that stuff. So oh, okay. you know, I, it's, it wasn't just for me. But yeah, I got this uh, USB dongle on eBay for like ten bucks, I think. <laughs> that you plug into like it's a one part USB and the other part plugs into the in outputs of the VCR, and it's sort of yeah. You know, I got I got one of those for my mum, and I think she she digitized like one and a half tapes. And that was all she could. That was all she could be bothered with. Yeah, because you basically have to be there. You, you have yeah. to. You have to watch an hour of your family celebrating Christmas <laughs> at some point. You know, from yeah. two thousand and two or something. Mm. Yeah, that's. Yeah, I think there's better things to do with uh, with one style. I love the. I love the hurdle. Like you were t- we were talking a bit about tools before, and you know, going, moving between different applications. But it's interesting for like video editors who like worked for you know Spielberg 10 years ago they started switching to you know avid and compute you know fully digital computer setups and they hated it because because it was unfamiliar and they just like they just they just pull out their hair and just go oh i just i just want to put this bit of film here next to this it's so easy with with scissors and sticky tape you know it's so much easier than dealing with these files and these different folders and i have to know what format they're in ah oh, if only we were still shooting on film so I think there's something really interesting in the limitations that, like, the previous art forms kind of um, inherently had, uh, and also the, the steps that you'll go through to to make your little world actually come into existence. Because that's what it's about. I mean, I mean, the menu bar, uh, my podcast, is a little world. That's a little a little place, and, and in some ways, a community that you know me and my buddy Zach are, are trying to are trying to bring about. And I, I presume for you, your work is. Um, is something like that? Like, is is storming mortal a, a world? Well, or yeah, a hub? A, hub. <laughs> a, a hub sounds better, I think. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but you see, with audio, I think it's different because the 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 language of the medium is so different than than video. You know, because mm. you can't really sh- like show stuff. And I've seen like okay, the the main example is you know Radio Lab, I guess. But you know. Uh, did, did, have you listened to Radio Lab? I'm, uh, oh yeah, it's it's one of my favorite things. Yeah, because yeah, I think it should be everyone's. But like <laughs> Jed published like a PDF at some point where he showed how his. Uh, I think he uses Pro Tools. I'm not sure, but uh, what that session looks like. 
like a radio lab set. <laughs> and that's just, you know, I mean, it, it looks like something a crazy person does. That it does not, <laughs> no, see, there's so many tracks. It's just, I wouldn't even know. Like, I wouldn't even want to touch the mouse if that was open on a computer, <laughs> you know. And I'm like all proud of myself when I have to do like five tracks. I'm like, yeah, this is pro. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but when you really get into it, yeah, it just gets in about, and when you want to create that world, you know, or that hub thing, you know, it, mm. it's, yeah, I think audio, but I think audio is much more approachable than video because that, yeah, it, it's, it's, it's on a different, um, uh, can't think of the thing. What do you call it when, so there's the number one versus the number 10 and number 10 is order, order of magnitude. Oh, order of magnitude. Okay. <laughs> like, like video is an order of magnitude com- complexity greater than no, no, video is an order of magnitude of complexity greater than audio is, and that applies to everything. That applies to the complexity of, of like you know, recording a podcast versus you know, two two guys on the opposite sides of the globe with two microphones versus ten times as many people. You know, you need a crew, you need actors, you need lights, you need need all that sort of thing. And then when you go to actually you know saving your media or working with it, it ends up being you know at least ten times greater. I mean, a hundred times greater. The documentary series that. I'm working on which is just finishing up is like it's like 20 terabytes worth of worth of video <laughs> and that's not the edited episodes that's not the audio that's just the video that's just what the camera's made um what I do like about uh, audio though is I love how flexible it is like with video like and doing the editing work I've done and documentaries it's a little bit better because with a documentary if you find yourself in a corner you say all right i want to get from this scene to this scene you can sort of just make something out of nothing in a documentary because you just have so much footage Mm -hmm. whereas you know if you're making the matrix and you decide we need a new scene you need to go and shoot that scene but with audio it's so it's so bendable you can just bend stuff back around on itself and i can make like in the menu bar i can make a joke which didn't quite work because the other person was talking at the same time so they missed it. I can sort of I can make that work by like, you know, moving the next laugh a little bit up or cutting a bit out or folding something back in on itself. So I really enjoy that sort of uh, the architecture of uh, of audio work right now. Okay, so let, let, let's talk about the menu bar. Which, you know, yes. it's one of those it's one of those shows. I have like five shows in a uh, like my uh, pocket casts uh smart playlist that automatically downloads and you guys just made it like a couple of weeks ago you made oh, it into thanks, that man. yeah so if that means anything but yeah <laughs> it's a it's a, com- it's a complex compliment but I'll try to- <laughs> Uh, so, so how, um, I, I, I talked with Zach about it, but you do like most of the editing and, uh, all of that stuff, right? Z- Zach basically just shows up or how does it work? <laughs> uh, so what was the question? Uh, like how, 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 how does it work when you do, cause you, you're in Australia, which is in the future somewhere. I still can't work it out, right? <laughs> <laughs> like I, I think I'm in the middle between you two guys, right? Cause you're seven and a half hours ahead. And I think Zach is about seven hours behind me. So yeah, that's a, that sounds about right. So we record on um, it's uh, Friday evening for him, Saturday morning for me. Uh, I drink, he does not. We have have a little chat. Then he um, uh, dropboxes his side of the conversation, and I uh, put it all together. But um, the, the the broader question I think you're asking is that um, yeah, I do all the editing for it, and he kind of takes care of the. Um, uh, he takes care of the like descriptions and the tweets, and um, he sort of runs the Twitter account. And uh, so we sort of do have a what ends up being, I, I feel like, a pretty good division uh, of labor. Um, and he's getting into editing, but uh, he doesn't quite have the 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 experience uh, for it. <laughs> you were you were searching for a kind word there, right? Yeah, it's like how do I phrase this and not sound like the biggest asshole in the world? So, so like, how did you two meet? Like uh, on Twitter, like uh, two, just two years ago, I think it was. Um, I I tweeted some random something something, and um, Horace Deju of all people retweeted it, uh, and that's how he started following me. Or it may that may have all been vice versa. It's a little while ago. Um, yeah, but how, and we just started chatting every day on on, on Twitter. Uh-huh. But h- how does Horace Deju figure into all of this? Because I he's don't. The, he re, he's the he's the common point. So we both we both are obsessed with Horace Deji. <laughs> yeah, we all are. I think. <laughs> <laughs> I think Asimco is one of those. Because it's, it's it's. You see, Asimco is not. You know how Gruber basically attracts half the world to his site. 
you know. Mm-hmm. But I think a Simco just attracts us, like the weird. Because <laughs> to get through a day's posts on a Simco, you, you, it's like you're in school, basically. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> You've got to want it. Yeah, you really. I was thinking about this the other day. Like, does he have kids? How does he deal with their grades? <laughs> Yeah, like imagine his kids just doing math. Let's just, just <laughs> yeah, just like primary school math, and just hey, dad, can you look at my homework? I don't want to know, like that how that conversation goes, basically. Cindy's soccer training is uh, disrupting Matthew's video game time. <laughs> yeah, you do, do. You guys call it soccer? We call it, yes, soccer. That's correct. Yeah, but you call f- your version of football football. Or no? Because there's an Australian yes, version, yeah, right. which I, I've seen once on Eurosport. I don't get any of it. <laughs> That's the weird... No, see, but it's not like... Why I, are they riding horses? No. <laughs> no, but the, the thing is, like, I... Because cricket is another big one, like, uh, in mm. Australia, right? Because it's a Commonwealth thing, I guess. But the thing is, like, I sort of get... I don't really get cricket, but I sort of... Like, I, I see the mechanics of it, right? But with Aussie rules football, it's, I don't, what, explain it to me. Like, if, if you can, like, just some basic semblance of a, like, some logic into whatever the hell's going on on that pitch. Because, um, so, so, so they're supposed to kick it, right, at some point. But they carry <laughs> that, it around most accurate. of the time. Like, I don't, I so don't. So the only rules are, there are no rules, and it's last man standing. <laughs> yeah, it's um, basically Mad Max for TV, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, because I... So you, you're, not, you're not allowed to, you're not allowed to, oh, and it's been a long time. See, I've, this will stun you, but I'm not big into sports. Um, and it's been a while since I've watched it, but I believe you, um, like every, every 10 meters or so, you have to bounce the ball, and the ball <laughs> is not round. It's this, <laughs> it's going to sound ridiculous. It's like a, it, well, it's shaped like a, Oh God! What do they call that game in America? Um, American football, yeah. American football, yeah. So, it's, but it's a lot, it's bigger, right? This one's bigger. I think it's bigger. I'm not, I don't know. It may, may it may be a little bit. It's 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 close enough. So it's a weird shape. So it's hard to bounce. Um, and then if you someone kicks it to you and you um, catch it, um, you get a free kick, and that's basically the only rules. And then, you know, there's two goalposts at the other end of the of the of the field. Um, I think that's about it. Okay, I'm gonna find a YouTube video of like Aussie rules football, and anybody that's listening. It sounds to this, like it sounds like what I've just described is like Quidditch. Yeah, that's what it looks like. That's, <laughs> basically, no, seriously, anybody that just heard that description and thinks it's a game of football, just watch a, the, the YouTube clip in the show notes because it's it's just. Seriously, we, 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 me and my friends had an obsession with it for a time when we just tried to figure it out. <laughs> yeah, we, a couple of us just didn't want to read the rules online. So we just mm-hmm. watched a couple of games and just tried to figure out what the hell's going on. <laughs> we just, I think that sounds a way more entertaining than actually watching Aussie rules football. Yeah, probably. But, so, but, sorry, but that, that's like in my notes here, that's an actual question. That wasn't enough. Oh, I believe you. Yeah, because it's, I don't get to talk to many Australians. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what I'm finding is that there are just not that many Australians. Well, I mean, there are plenty of Australians who have podcasts, but there don't seem to be that many that have like sort of a broader sort of international uh, appeal. Um, and, and Mike Hurley's talked about this as well is that, you know, he's, he's the British podcaster to a lot of people. Yeah. So, uh, if I can achieve anything, I'll be the, the Aussie podcaster. Yeah, well, you see, how many people in Slovenia think have podcasts? Honestly. Uh, 66%. Yeah, that, yeah, pretty much. Pretty, yeah, I think <laughs> spot on. And with the yeah, sixes totally. again. But yeah, okay, spot on. Well, I think we've done some good work here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, but, uh, because... I see that I, I talked to Mike, right, uh, about podcasting and stuff. And I told him that it's different for you guys because even in Australia, right? How many people live in Australia? What's the population there? Like, what's the actual uh, number? It's, it's, a, it's like 24 million. 24 million. Okay. You see, yeah. the, a niche can still work with 24 million people, you know? Even if you get a, it, though. You see, you see, ask me how many people are in Slovenia. Um, Just ask. I'm going to take a guess. Okay, it's guess. Interesting for me. Uh, three million. Ah, two million. <laughs> <laughs> you see. Yeah, I know. I know what you mean, though. There is a market, and we do. We 
So compared to like um, our neighbours to the east, New Zealand, which I don't know, I don't know how many people are there. I'm going to say three million, as a guess. Um, like so, we have the iTunes store. We have, you know, uh, most of. Well, you know, so you know how like with iTunes in the cloud, that sort of had to roll out slowly around the world. Mm-hmm. Australia was like the sort of third territory that would get it. Oh, nice. So we tend to be, we tend to have pretty good parity with, with the US and, and the rest of Europe. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, something will launch in the US from Apple and then a few months later it comes out in Europe, a bunch of other places and Australia. Um, so we do, we do pretty well with that. But I don't think podcasts are really a big thing in Australia at this point. Yeah. There again, we have pretty, pretty bad internet, so that might have something to do with it. What does that mean, pretty bad internet? Well, it's just, it's just not very fast. We're, so, so what sort of download speed do you get? Oh, we have amazing speeds. Like, really? yeah, the capital is basically all optics by now. Oh, wow. All right. So, so I'm on a, I'm on a plan where I get like five megabits down, ah. one megabit up. Oh yeah, and well, that's a pretty good, and that's a pretty good plan <laughs> for, for here. <laughs> well, it, over here it really depends. If you're with one of the cable providers, that's pretty much yeah. Like a run of the mill plan is six down, one up, or maybe ten down, two up, stuff like that. Sure. But once you get into the optics, and pretty much everybody in the capital can get them. It's like you can get like twenty twenty, which is you know insane. You can run servers on that connection, basically. That's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so, yeah, so we come to the portion where I do my tourist information bit on Storm. We've got to Sydney, check out the, the big wombats. No, no, no. I, see, I'm not going to uh, ask about the whole, like, the whole of Australia. Just, like, you're from Adelaide, right? Yeah. Yeah, so what's it like there? That, that's uh, that's as good as that question gets for me, but what's it like there? Okay. <laughs> Here I was thinking we'd just be talking about the menu bar. Um, Adelaide's got a population of about it's like 1.2 million, something like that. It's traditionally known. It's a, it's a bit like the Florida of Australia. A lot of old people. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's not a ringing endorsement. But <laughs> if you listen to Merlin and Dan talk about uh, on Back to Work about, the, have you heard the Florida episode? Yeah, oh, it, yeah. I mean, it's the Florida show, really. Yeah, basically. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it's it's got a little. I mean, the problem with it, and this is in everything, you know, in terms of, um, you know, the the film community and comedy communities and all that sort of thing is it's just little. So if you work in video, you know everyone who's doing it, and there's a bunch of people doing it, and there's a bunch of successful businesses, but really, there's only that bunch, and beyond that, there's not really anything. So, uh, and I've and I've heard that from like my stand up comic friends uh, as well that. It's like a, it's a great place to learn something, but it's not really that good of a place to to to, to master something because um, there's just not not that much demand for um, you know for for video editors or or, or any of that. Mm. Um, but over, it's a nice it's a nice town. A lot of a lot of churches, a lot of trees. Um, everything's really close. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's why my new job is as a tourist. Yeah, basically. <laughs> You, you, you should be on the like Australian tourism board commercials. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, uh, oh, one more Australia question, which is not mine, sure. but uh, uh, a friend of mine said, if I'm talking to an Aussie, I have to ask. So, the animals over there—is it actually that scary? Like, is it actually that? Because you know, every time there's a guy posting on Reddit, you know, I just saw this in my <laughs> hotel room in Sydney, and it's a spider <laughs> the size of my head. So I'm just asking, like, <laughs> for somebody that lives there, you know, how much of that is just you know internet lore, and how much is actually real? <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry to say it's 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 way worse than that. If more people had the internet, there would be way more reports of it. No, it's all right. It's um. I mean, in some ways, it means that you just have to be a bit sensible. But I don't think it's that different to like in America. If you live near a forest, don't run around at night, you know, holding raw meat because <laughs> bears will come and eat you. You know, so it's the same thing here. You know, don't don't be careful where you're digging around holes because there might be spiders in there, and, and you know, snakes are always a problem in summer. In the cities, it's 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 fine. There's no real, you know, <laughs> there's no wildlife in the middle of a concrete. Yeah, you know, that's true. Yeah. The city, but a lot of people live on farms and out in. You know, the, in, in the wider, the wider suburbs and then the farm communities beyond that. And the, so that's where, that's where you're getting all those interesting, you know, 
giant fa- giant uh, head sized spider stories and all that sort of thing. I do like the I like the myth of Australia. I think more than the reality of it. <laughs> what the koalas and the kangaroos and stuff. But... Yeah, like I like having these conversations with people <laughs> and just making up fanciful you know, stuff. You don't know. You're not going to come here. It's it's fine. Yeah, well, I, I I'd, I'd actually love to go there because it's it looks like a place that's fun to visit. If you know what mm. I, what I mean, like it's. It's an it's an island at the bottom of the world, basically. That's how. <laughs> that's and the beaches look amazing, dude. I mean, they're they're amazing beaches. There is something really nice about the like Australians in general are pretty nice, and I've heard that from a lot of people who have visited. They're they're just it's the polar opposite of like you know the streets of New York. It's um, everyone's you know sort of just trying to get on, and people are pretty friendly and chatty and all that sort of thing. So we've got a good, cool vibe going. But there again, you know, we're all descended from convicts who were sent here. So, you know, we're just, try- we're just trying to get by, man. Yeah, that, that's part of, yeah, that's, I think, the biggest part of the myth is the whole convict <laughs> mentality. Yeah, but I think like there's a lot of people from uh, Yugoslavia that actually uh, emigrated to Australia for whatever reason. I don't know why, but I think there's like a huge like Serbian and Croatian communities there. At least that's what I've read. Yeah, there is. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, yeah. I, I don't. I don't really know what that's about, but yeah, I don't. I don't get it either. That's accurate. I, I'm. I'm guessing there's a perfectly reasonable explanation, but I just. <laughs> I just don't know it. Basically, and well, there's a bunch there of like, sort of, there, are, there are sort of waves of migration that sort of have you know come about in the last. I don't know how old we're like two hundred years old or something like that. So when there's like one big, so you know, for for a few years or a decade there'll be a lot of a lot of um uh you know a lot of irish people sort of coming coming on the boats and, and coming here and and that sort of ends up making these sort of this kind of fragmented racial landscape and um, so i presume at some point there was just a lot of um you know of, of yugoslavians who who <laughs> came here for whatever reason <laughs> i have not heard anybody said yugoslavians in a long time since the country doesn't exist anymore but i just that just I, okay. yeah, that just threw me <laughs> Sorry, man. Yeah, no, that's fine. That's awesome, actually. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, I I was born in Yugoslavia, but I, uh-huh. it fell apart when I was wait uh, seven seven or eight, I think. Yeah, somewhere right, around right. there. Yeah. So what word did you use? Did you say Serbians before? Yeah. Cause, yeah, oh, yeah, sorry. yeah, no, there's a bunch of Slovenians, I think, as well. But I think Slovenians. The, yeah, I think the Serbian and the Croatian uh, community are bigger because there's mm-hmm. more of them. I guess even over here, you know, there's, uh, we're the. I think we were the smallest country, basically. Sure, we still are. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay, so it must feel good having the most successful podcast in our whole country. They, well, you know, I mean, I get, I, I get, like the top podcasts is basically me, uh, another <laughs> another show I do. A bunch of shows from the uh, our BBC, basically the national, you know, mm-hmm. uh, uh, broadcasting service, and uh, uh, three guys do an Apple podcast, uh, uh, like a panel type thing every week, you know, sure. like MacBreak Weekly sort of, you know. And that then it that's pretty much it as far as Slovene podcast. <laughs> like, I love the idea that there's a like an alternate MacBreak Weekly. In- <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, they're awesome. I was a guest on there a bunch of times, you know. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, but like, like, it, like it's you know, it's a cut to it, and it's a guy. It's, it's just Leo Lepore wearing like a with like a mustache. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 like Spock and evil Spock. Basically. That's yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, and oh, see, okay, we'll transition. We'll talk a little bit more about the menu bar, but maybe the technical stuff. But I wanted to ask about you started watching Star Trek recently, right? And you yeah. started with Voyager, I think, if I'm correct, right? This is going to get controversial, but yes. Yeah, just watch the original series, man. Just, <laughs> I don't, why, you've, you've not seen it, right? Um, no, I've probably seen an episode here or there. But, you see, you know, just, just watch it. Just, I don't even, just watch it, dude. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I get angry when I, yeah, I'm just, I just, I've just gotten into Star Trek and I started watching Voyager. I mean, <laughs> see, I mean, what? I, I, I love Voyager. No, no, no. See, I, see, here's the thing. It, it, I'm not saying it's the best Star Trek, but I think it is the best one to start with because see, if you're no, like, no, like, no, I'm just really gonna, sorry, I'm just gonna cut you off. No, no, that's <laughs> no, dude, no. It's so approachable. No. It's self-contained. Look. I love Voyager, by the way. It's not like I okay. think it's the crappiest one. It's not the best one, but it's not the worst one. But you have to watch the original series. 
You just, you have to, because when you see that, you, you understand everything else so much better. Like everything I'll else in to, the I'll Star have to, Trek. I'll have to rename my puppy. But yes. <laughs> yes, dude. Which is a reasonable demand. Yeah, just watch <laughs> the original series. You see, this was, this oh, is okay. in my notes as well. Just tell him to watch the original. I'm just not joking. That's what it says. Is that, is that the item that's like written in your blood and scrawled across? <laughs> yes. The There's a pentagram uh, with a Star Trek, uh, Starfleet uh, insignia inside, basically. Yeah. You know, actually, now I think about it, I think maybe that was not on the Apple TV. Oh, that's why it wasn't. Yeah, I think that's a CBS property. Mm. And I think CBS is not really best buds with... Uh, Apple, <laughs> you know, because you know CBS had their shows on their website for a long time. You even yeah, like right. when Hulu was around and stuff like that, they had them on their own website. I'm not sure because we don't get any of that over here. So. No, <laughs> <laughs> Just, I understand from some episodes of MacBreak Weekly. I can dimly recall that that's the case. Yeah, but so. Uh, just watch it. Jesus. Okay. Okay. I will. I will. Okay. That's done. <laughs> Jeez, I thought I'd, I thought I'd annoyed Zach with that. It turns out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I, I was like, what? just, yeah. You know, like when you listen to podcasts and something like that, like you, you're listening and I, you, I basically <laughs> just started swearing. <laughs> just, yeah. Oh, just buddy. So, just so wrong. And then the dog naming thing. And I just, I was upset. <laughs> anyway. Uh, <laughs> okay. So I just uh, briefly back to the, to the menu bar. Like what's it been like? <laughs> yeah, from Star Trek. Uh, what's it been like? Like the whole uh, we, because we were derailed. But uh, what, what what's it been like sh- watching the show grow? Because like from my time in radio and doing podcasts, you know, you get into the groove after I don't know, like, like ten episodes maybe. You kind of you know find the flow when you like with since you have a co-host, you get that chemistry. Like, what has that process been like for you? Well, I think me and Zach had really good chemistry from the outset just because cause we're such good friends. Like, we've been having these long Skype conversations. Um, I don't think I got drunk for any of them. But, um, you know, we'd, we'd been, for, for the last year, been chatting on IM every day and, and, you know, Skyping every couple of days. So it's like we were, we were sort of almost practicing for the podcast just through our, our friendship and our, you know, our, our intimate relationship. So then putting a microphone in front of us really didn't change things that much. And I think the reason it didn't change things or make us too stilted um, is that we set out to make a show which would be unplanned. Like we still, we don't have, we don't go in with any notes. We don't, we don't really ever have any idea of like topics. Occasionally there'll be something I want to make sure I chat about, you know, like an email we've got or whatever, but we want it to be real. We want it to be like two friends talking in a bar and that really, that takes a whole lot of pressure off. Whereas if like, if, if we were doing a tech panel show, you know, like your um, Slovenian podcast friends, um, you know, I'd, I'd want to be doing research and I'd want to be, you know, speaking in a different, in a more authoritative way. Whereas I'm fine just to giggle and, and make bad jokes and, and, you know, slurp my drink and eat popcorn at the same time because, because it's the bar. It's the whole, it's the whole premise of it. And I think that's what people, are drawn to about it. I think they, I think they can sense that you know that that we are really at ease with each other and, and the whole thing. Um, yeah, I, I don't, I don't have much interest in doing a tech panel show. Yeah, that, I, that's sort of what I like it because it actually, and you, even when you underlay the bar uh, ambient noise at the start, mm. that sort of yeah, I love that touch. That that that's my favorite part basically every time when it starts and I just hear the chatter in the background. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, man. Yeah, but yeah, no, a lot, of, a lot of love's gone into 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 that whole idea. Yeah, but that, that like touches like that, sort of, you know, um, I don't know. To my ear, it always it makes it sound more. I don't know that it's made with care, you know, stuff like mm-hmm. that, like the little stuff. I don't know. I, I it's hard to explain, but that's sort of what I, why I was drawn to it at first, basically. So, yeah, I, I hope people. I hope people do get that because we do. I mean, I try not to labor over the edit side of it because there's a danger of just taking out all the weird bits and all the awkward moments and just sort of, and just ending up with something sort of too polished. I mean, I do have that tendency because I'm a bit of a perfectionist, but, but I like the fact we're making something for a whole bunch of people to listen to every week. It's sort of, I mean, I try my best not to think about that when we're recording because that'll just make me become sort of too self-conscious, but 
but but we are putting effort into it. So it's like we're the framework around of it is is pretty carefully constructed like the whole idea and the name and the whole hook of the show is something which we've put a lot of energy into you know that's you know in everything from just the name itself to the to the way the logo looks in your in your podcatcher of choice you know all of that um but then in the middle of that there's this unplanned randomness where we'll sort of just talk about whatever like zach wanted to talk about religion in the last episode and we just ended up talking about um uh like sexism and, and the future of microsoft and, yeah. and just all this all this other stuff and that's that's and that's fine you know it doesn't have to be anything in particular as long as it's sort of within that framework yeah I, I've, I've had i've had other failed podcasts in the past so you know, <laughs> i can certainly relate to to anyone who you know who like i've had so i've like this is the one that worked we've, had, we've tried to start so many things that didn't have a good hook and didn't quite gel and just ended up us, you know, sounding like a pale imitation of, of, of Mac break weekly. Yeah. Which is, which tends to happen, I think, because mm. people just try and do something that's been done, but they're just doing it. And that's usually the only difference and stuff like that. Now it really works. I think at least that's mm. been my experience. If you do your own thing, basically with a hook that works and all of that stuff, then maybe you have a chance of it working, but yeah, that's a really good point, actually. So, yeah. Mm. Uh, okay, now we'll move to the uh, the last parts of the sure. uh, interview, I guess. Uh, so, your hardware and software, and we'll start with your hardware. Which so, what do sure. you have? Uh, so, I do everything from a 2010 15-inch MacBook Pro, the uh, SSD of which I've just um, replaced with a 500 gig Sony SSD. Wow. Um, okay. It was which is so i'm so happy i'm so happy <laughs> i've got so much room i can record as much stuff as i want i don't have to oh pardon me i am drinking um <laughs> yeah it's so great having all that room i don't have to like offload stuff to different hard drives to work with it and all that sort of thing so i'm really enjoying that um and i have an iphone 5 which i have removed the app store from and removed twitter from because i'm just compulsive i can't help but but look at it when I'm at, you know, out on a date or at the dinner table or whatever, because there might be something new there. There might be something going on I need to take care of. So it's basically an iPhone, which is sort of a dumb phone. <laughs> uh, and until the, until yesterday morning, I had an iPad mini, but uh, I dropped it and smashed it. Wow. wow. That, uh, that's always sad to hear, I think, when, yeah. you know, when the glass breaks, basically. That's... It was not a, it was not a good start to the day. And the, the episode of the menu bar we recorded an hour later is, um, uh, I'm still working on it, but I think it's going to have a bit of a weird, a weird dark cloud hanging over me <laughs> through the whole thing. So influenced by the iPad mini breakage, basically. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Sorry, we, we, re we reconcile, you know, we, we cry it out. <laughs> <laughs> that should be fun. <laughs> oh. uh, and I guess the other hardware stuff to talk about is I'm using uh, the Rode Podcaster kit with the the whole thing which everyone else uses. Um, you know the the mount and the the shock thing which holds it. I don't know an awful lot about audio and uh, the pop filter. Oh, so you uh -huh, you went for the Rode? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, went the whole way. I had a, I had a blue Yeti, but I I really really hated it. You say, oh, I'm talking on a blue Yeti, and I really love it. But no, why did you hate it? That's a good. Uh, yeah. I was just never happy with the quality I get out of it. I try and like do the tiniest bit of EQing, or you know, put a noise gate or, or on it or whatever, and I just just lose it. it. There just did not never seem to be very much information in the actual recording uh, itself. Part of that might have been, though, that the previous podcast I did before the menu bar, you know, the previous one that actually got out was called I Like This Podcast. And it was an interview show where I talked to creative people I knew about three things they liked. So, you know, TV shows or movies or games or whatever. And I was using the Blue Yeti, but sort of in that, uh, you know, how you, there's a switch on the back and you can change it to a mode where it sort of receives audio from both directions. So yeah. I was using that. But then we we're like sitting three meters away from it, so the recordings I got were never very near, never very good with it. <laughs> yeah, but see that, so that that's just uh, cruel. Yeah, but that's why I got it because I the Slovene podcast I do I usually meet people. It's rarely ah. through Skype, and that's that. It's the only mic that actually makes that possible because with a right, dynamic okay. mic you just couldn't do that. But yeah, I make yeah. sure that I sit close to, uh, to the mic. Both people, like me and the guests, sit really close. Yeah, I know what you mean. If like you get too much uh, of the room in there, yeah, it just it, it's pointless basically. And I've had a couple where I couldn't, you know, because I usually meet them at their office, so it's 
really depend and like the sound quality really depends on, <laughs> you know, where I'm meeting the person basically. So it's mm. usually a bad. To, there's a lot, there's a lot to learn with all this. That was the, I mean, that was the podcast that showed me that I could actually put something out and it would get a couple of downloads, but not, not many more than that. Um, so that was a, you know, that, that was much more a learning experience. Um, but, but part of that was deciding I want to get the road because that's what everyone else uses. Yeah, well, it's a dynamic mic. If just one person's talking, that's, you know, you should have a dynamic mic, basically. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you should try the PR, uh, the Heil PR40. I've actually talked into okay. one, and that thing is pretty awesome. You just need a lot of gain, so you need a pre preamp with, you know, a gain gauge that goes to 60 or 61 or right. 6011. There's a spinal tap reference. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, so <laughs> if that's the hardware, let's talk about the software. So uh, I, I was going to ask, uh, any iPad-specific apps you use? Cause that <laughs> which is a <laughs> sad question now. But, uh, no, I'm really interested I, I, in like, I, I, the iPad-specific. I'm, com- I'm not comfortable with that. <laughs> yeah, too <question>. soon. <laughs> <laughs> too soon, man. Too soon. <laughs> um, I use... Not a, not a great deal. I sort of use my iPad in a pretty casual way. I'd love to try and do podcasting on it, but you know, at this point, that's not something I've invested a really lot of time or energy into figuring out how to do. Um, so, but I'd like keep you know occasional show notes or or whatever on there in Evernote, things like that. Um, but no, no, I don't. Have, I don't really have big iOS workflows. They're definitely the computers I prefer to use for anything that's not you know work though. So what are the apps you use on iOS devices then? I've got really boring answers. It's just it's just stuff that ties into all the web services. So, you know, Google Drive and Evernote and actually I'm obsessed with dots at the moment. That's probably the app I'm <laughs> using the most. <laughs> like Marco Arment, I realized that oh if you if you actually get four dots in a row, it makes all of those colours disappear. So suddenly this game actually makes sense. <laughs> um, and I love one password. I do an awful lot of stuff in one password. And then okay, and then on your computer? Sure. So um, for all the video work I've done, that's primarily been in Final Cut Pro 7 um, and uh, the Adobe suite, specifically After Effects. That's where I've done all the motion design work and mm-hmm. that sort of thing. Um, for the animated film, that was all done in Maya, but that was that's not an app I usually use. That's something I've learnt enough to do to do some of the lighting and a bit of the rendering and tiny bit of animation, you know, just to get that crazy project out the door. Uh, but for audio, um, I call record everything, um, you know, use Ecamm call recorder with for any Skype chat. Uh, and I also use Sound Studio to record my own end just as a little backup uh, and then edit it all in Logic Pro 7, tentatively, tentatively uh, Logic Pro X now as well. 10, sorry. <laughs> no, I'm an X guy. Um, yeah, X just feels better. Yeah, feels better. yeah. It may, it, 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 it sound. I think our generation just thinks anything with an X sounds badass. I think if you grew up in the nineties, <laughs> you know, nineties and early two thousands, I think anything that had an X in it uh, just sounds better. I don't know. It just, totally. you know, it sounds sci-fi. Rad. I think. It yeah. Sci- <laughs> yeah. It just it makes you feel like you're in charge of a like spaceship, basically. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Okay, so my last question, which is also always the same, is if you had to, um, like, say about one, like one physical thing that made an impact on your life, you might still have it, you might have had it and threw it away, or it's in a basement somewhere, but just that one thing, it can be a piece of technology, but it has to be something physical, or just, you know, I've forgotten the room heaters as an answer, so it doesn't really matter what it is. <laughs> so what would that one thing be? As I was waiting for you, waiting for your call, um, I remembered that that's your final question and then started really freaking out because I could not think of a good answer for it. So at long last, I'm going to say, um, my aviator sunglasses. <laughs> Which, yeah, I think you're, you have that profile picture with the aviators everywhere, right? <laughs> I do. That's, that's the, that's the me I want to be. We talk about this in the last episode of the menu part, but. Um, there's a lot of, I think there's a lot of, uh, kind of self perpetuating identity stuff happening, uh, on, on Twitter. So like you and your profile picture and who you present yourself to be on Twitter starts to sort of feed back on itself and starts to change how you see yourself. And there's something about these aviator sunglasses that as soon as I put them on, I feel like I'm 
doing better and <laughs> more, more able to deal with the world and more the sort of guy that I would like to be doing the sorts of things I'd like to do. Um, that is the best. So that's my answer. That's the best Ray-Ban endorsement. <laughs> when I put my Ray-Bans on, I think I'm doing yeah. better. That's <laughs> like It makes things work. Yeah, my I, other answer was going to be my uh, um, uh, skinny, uh, black skinny jeans. <laughs> was my previous answer. <laughs> yeah, but the, you see, well, the aviator just—it's uh, a better answer. I think that's. There you go. Yeah. Okay, uh, Andrew. A better answer for a better you. <laughs> yeah, I think some uh, people in the Ray Bans marketing department are getting the spidey senses tingling now. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but they turn, that's actually just a giant spider about to <laughs> jump on their face. Yeah. Ah, oh, the Australian myth. That's awesome. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, I'm gonna do a Mike Hurley now and ask you to tell me to tell people, not just me, uh, where people can find you online. I don't know why the way you phrase that makes me laugh. Uh, best place to find me is on Twitter, um, at Andrew J. Clark, and there's no E on the end of Clark, and J is a letter. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just in case people get confused. Uh, and, uh, and the menu bar is... <laughs> that was a, I'm like, I am a person. Yeah, okay, thank you. Yes. Okay, yes. Okay. <laughs> Awesome. Okay, sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I've ruined your podcast. <laughs> no, that was awesome. So that was I'm, I see, that was proper corpsing. I couldn't stop that. <laughs> okay, so and the menu bar, yeah, uh, is at um, the at the menu bar on Twitter. That's easy. And uh, the menu bar dot net on the internet. Which is still insane that you got that domain. I, I <laughs> do not understand that. But as everyone has said, terrible SEO, impossible to find in Google. Yeah, that is like true. That. It's like Fight Club. You have to be told about it. You can't just, you can't just search <laughs> it. You can't alter Vista it. Yeah. Oh, I think it shut down like a few months ago. I think You're thinking of Bing. <laughs> yeah, well, maybe. Hopefully. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> uh, Andrew, thanks. No worries, man. This has been a blast. Yeah. I'm, I'm so sorry. <laughs> No, yeah, well, and the J is a letter. I have to put that in the title somehow. I just want that faster in the title. Oh, wow. Uh, this is it. Uh, say, say bye. Say bye. That's bye, it. guys. Bye. Thank you. <laughs>